It's WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Upfront program for this Wednesday. And uh, what we've been doing on Wednesdays is uh, talking to uh, the candidates, whether they're council candidates or, um, or statewide candidates. And um, today it's uh, Steve Lemer and Vin Bono. They're both going to be on the ballot in November for state representative district seat number 49. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about, um, about this race and our radio audience and um, this won't count for the time that our, we're talking with our candidates. But somebody said to me the other day, why should I listen to Lima and um, Bono on the radio? That sounds like a recording team, but it is not. <laughs> they, they did not make a record together. Um, why should we listen to them? Um, well, you should listen to them because uh, one of these guys, uh, Steve Lima or Vin Bono, will become part of what we call the Woonsocket Delegation. The Woonsocket Delegation is a group of five, two senators, and that's um, Roger Pickard and Melissa Murray, and three reps, Bob Phillips and uh, Steve Casey, and Representative District Number 49. Uh, and they um, they sometimes uh, work uh, together. As a matter of fact, we'll, we'll ask about that in a few seconds. But they're part of the delegation. So even though you may not be in Representative District 49... And you may not get a chance to vote for one of these candidates. They're yours anyway. They're part of uh, the, um, shall we say, the Northern Rhode Island strength or the Woonsocket strength uh, at the State House. They're part. They're, they're voices. So, um, so whether you live in the district or not, uh, I think uh, you should uh, have a, a shot at what these um, gentlemen have to say about uh, about topics. Now. We did not schedule a debate. This is, uh, I don't think that um, there's probably enough material out there to debate because um, we have um, a General Assembly that um, is, shall we say, inactive right now. So what we uh, are doing is uh, just uh, having the candidates on and talking a little bit about them in an informal uh, conversation. That way you can uh, hear what uh, they sound like, uh, hear how they put sentences and paragraphs together and and uh, see if they have a few ideas so we will um we, we had a coin toss a little bit earlier out in the um in the lobby of the radio station and um and so the way it's going to work uh, based on an agreement uh it's going to be steve lima first and ben bono will join us uh, a little bit later in the program so we're going to take a commercial and then we'll uh, probably give each candidate uh, 15 18 minutes uh of time, so uh, stay with us. And oh, uh, let's say hello to Steve Lima, so you know he's here. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, Roger. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Nice to have you here, and we'll chat with you in just a few moments. But right now, let's uh, check in with um, the uh, Cumberland Church of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, this church has services on Wednesday and Sunday, and in this commercial we play for them, it talks about the Bible study tonight at 7. That is going to happen. However, there will be no church services this coming Sunday, September 20th. We'll make an announcement at the end of their ad also. There's a church nearby where members are kind and friendly. May we invite you to attend services at the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Services are now available on Facebook or Skype on the Internet. Call 658-2748 for information on seeing us online. It's the church where you can hear the gospel, believe in Christ, repent, confess, and be baptized. Join us this week for our prayer and Bible study, Wednesday at 7 p.m., and Sunday services at 1 p.m. Our sermons are understandable to grow you in faith and available online. Again, we are the Cumberland Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, inviting you on your journey of salvation, with services now available on Facebook and Skype. Services conducted by Pastor Marcus Warren. And repeating again, Bible study will be held tonight at 7. However, no Sunday services September the 20th. Inside dining, outside dining, or your favorite pickup order to go from Grumpy's Restaurant, Bellingham. 
Open seven days a week with a great luncheon menu and a full menu from burgers to steaks to seafood to our Italian dishes and our tasty pizzas. One of the best menus in the area. Hungry tonight or today? Come on in today and enjoy the friendly service, reasonable prices, and great food at Grumpy's. Call ahead for pickup order or place a reservation to dine in at 508-883-0101. Grumpy's, 190 Pulaski Boulevard, Bellingham, Massachusetts. Grubhub delivery also available. At Grumpy's last night for uh, their uh, their great uh, $10 deal. Yeah, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Grumpy's has uh, a $10 menu. There are five or six items on the menu. I chose what they call the steak bomb, which was uh, some nicely um, uh, cut up steak, uh, steak tips. And then that was uh, some sautéed onions and peppers with um, french fries or coleslaw. I went with coleslaw last night. And my wife uh, had uh, one of their great burgers. She likes the burgers over at uh, Grumpy's along with their french fries. And that uh, $10 menu is available Monday through Thursday, including tonight at Grumpy's. Remember, Grumpy's opens at 3 o'clock every day. But Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're open at noontime. Grumpy's of South Bellingham. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Patiently uh, waiting in studio is uh, Steve Lima. Thank you again for uh, stopping by. Steve, uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what we'd call your political history? Because um, the name Steve Lima is not exactly unknown uh, here in Woonsocket. We do know that you have held some offices. You ran for some offices and so forth. So uh, a little uh, biographical sketch. Steve Lima. Sure. Um, Back in 2009, I had actually uh, made a bid for mayor and made the primary. I got about, I think it was 24% with a vote. But it wasn't enough to actually continue the race. So that was my first entry into the political realm. Um, after that, I kind of got involved uh, from people who met me and realized what my views were. thought I'd be a great member of the Woonsocket Taxpayer Coalition. So I, then I became heavily involved with the Taxpayer Coalition and ultimately became the president. Um, and then that was great because I got to really understand policy and those types of things. And so... I haven't really done much politically since then, and, and like I said, I'm kind of the guy who always goes where the help is needed. So, what about um, what about holding uh, office, uh, you know, for the city of Woonsocket or uh, or appointed positions? Yeah, I've been on many boards. Actually, I've been on. Uh, it started way back in uh, Mayor Menard's days. I was on the Main Street 2000 Main Street Riverfront Initiative, um, and then I've been on the planning board. I actually sat as the vice chair on the planning board. I was. Um, Recently, I was the acting director of planning for the city of Woonsocket. So I've been involved for you know my pretty much the last twenty years. I've really been involved pretty mm-hmm. pretty heavily. Steve, how do you feel about um, the general assembly not uh, not meeting? If you were a sitting general assembly met- member now, like um, Steve Casey or uh, or Bob Phillips. Would you be uh, saying or speaking out about uh, this situation of not going uh, to the state house? And frankly, um, in all due respect to to Bob and to Steve, I haven't heard them really talk about this. But um, on the other hand, I haven't had them on the show to do that. Sure. So I got you here. Yeah. No. What, what would you do about that? Well, it's hard for me to say. I'm not. Obviously, I'm not there. But the, the situation with the pandemic has made it very difficult. And I think that you have to understand leadership's looking out for you know the health and welfare of, of all the reps so it's really a hard thing for me to say what i would do in, until being in that situation but um you know certainly i think meeting in person is a much better choice if you can safely of course mm-hmm. so well they're not meeting in person uh they're um uh, they're collecting uh, their general assembly uh stipend i guess uh, you could say uh, but um but as a taxpayers we're not seeing much uh, much activity there and it's you know, as uh, I guess I'm in District 49. <laughs> you are. Yes, you are. You are in, right. in our district. Hey, so I've got a vote so. for one of you two guys. So I, I've, I've got, um, I've got some uh, some bad feelings about uh, not seeing any activity down at the state house. But anyway, uh, you're not there uh, in this general assembly session. So, um, so there, I guess there's not too much to say about that. So. So you decide to run for uh, the General Assembly. You've had experience in the planning department. You've been on the school committee. Uh, you've run for office. You've looked at the issues. What can, what can you do uh, 
uh, in the in the General Assembly that uh, could make a contribution. I, I guess it's another way of saying, why are you running? <laughs> well, you know, the General Assembly is an interesting thing because there are 75 members. And so with having 75 reps, you need 38 votes to actually move anything through. So it's a collective effort. I think the important part is me being from the city of Woonsocket, born and raised, I've been here my whole life, I really have a good sense of what the city is and where it can go. And then working for the city as the planning director, it was it was definitely a good platform for me to really understand some of the underlying issues. So I think my voice up at the State House would be really important because I kind of know the issues that we need to work on in the area. Being on the school committee, I also know what the school committee's up against. So those are the things that are, you know I think are really important to understand. And then on the back side of it, I think I have a good demeanor and a good attitude when it comes to working with people to try to get things to move forward. Now, um, Steve Casey, uh, Bob Phillips, if you get elected, um, you become a part of that delegation I was talking about. Do you know these guys at all? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I actually served with Bob back on the uh, Woonsocket Taxpayer Coalition days. Mm -hmm. So Bob and I have a pretty good history together, and we've always gotten along. I know Steve just in, in passing. We've you know had minimal conversations, but he seems like a really nice guy. And uh, I did talk with him about the, the whole situation with the rep and what to expect. And, you know, he was very... Um, I don't know how you'd put it. He, he was he was very open and honest and said, hey, listen, we're happy if you get in to show you around and it'd be great, you know. So I'm, I'm excited to get up there and meet some folks, you know, and, and kind of get working. I love to label people. Uh, it's probably not a fair thing to do, but, uh, but what's happening is that in this political climate, we are seeing, um, and the news media uses this ter the term, the emerging progressive, uh, shall we say, uh, progressive members of the General Assembly, uh, they have a, a different view of, uh, of politics than, uh, let's say, someone who has a non-progressive view. Where do you put yourself? Are you, uh, are you part of the progressive agenda or uh, are you a conservative or what can we expect from, from you and, and will you be different than, uh, let's say, uh, a Mike Morin? Um, well, I would definitely consider myself more conservative than progressive. I think anytime you kind of get into labels, though, it, it really it makes it a difficult situation because I don't ever want to say to myself, like, I only think one way. I'm open to many ideas. I've seen progressive ideas that I thought, hey, well, you know what? Maybe with a little tweaking, that would make a lot of sense. So I hate to really say I'm hard-lined in any direction, really. I'm really the guy that looks at ideals. So, you know, I am more conservative, though, when it comes to the views of, of what I think about. Well, would that uh, conservative view uh, rear its uh, head uh, in terms of funding of uh, police, for instance? Uh, do you um, do you have a uh, any kind of an issue with uh, whether we give um, our law enforcement agencies too much money? Well, you know, being involved with the city for as long as I have been, I don't think when you look at the funding that goes to police departments. I think maybe in some cities, I don't think in Woonsocket, we're overfunding the police department. Um, it's really, you have to give them the resources to do their job as well. I think if, you know, I've heard about defunding police departments, and that's a frightening concept, if you ask me. Um, I, I admire law enforcement when it comes to the job they have. It's not an easy job. And certainly, there's bad apples in every bunch, but there's not, that's not the majority. Many, many, many officers that I've met in just either business dealings or even, you know, functions, they're good people. And they're doing a great job, a job that I think is actually probably tougher than it needs to be with the climate that we're in. If you're just joining us, his name is Steve Lima. And uh, he is a candidate for a state representative. He'll be on the ballot November 3rd. And uh, he is going to be uh, representing uh, state representative district number 49. That's being vacated by uh, Michael Morin, who's been there for six or eight years. Do you know how many how many years he's been there? Six I'm, years, I Yeah, six yeah. years, right. Yeah. And uh, he is uh, leaving to pursue other things, and so that opened it wide open. And a couple of uh, individuals came forward, and uh, Steve is uh, one of them. And you'll be able to uh, vote for him or uh, his opponent in the November election. And we're just uh, jumping around on issue to issue with uh, the candidates just to get a feel for them. Uh, these programs, incidentally, do not cost the candidates uh, anything. Uh, this is um, time given by WNRI, and we're happy to do it uh, so that um, people can uh, get to know who is out there. Last week we had Dave Susie here on the program. He's running for city council. 
And um, so he was here last week. Now we're going to uh, chat a little more with Steve uh, Lemer and and ask him about um, about the car tax. Uh, you know, um, I um, the when the General Assembly meets, they can they can vote on business issues and they can vote on uh, what I can so- call consumer issues. As a consumer, um, House Speaker Mattiello came up with that. Um, Reduction of the car tax, uh, phasing it out over the years. I kind of like that, and uh, and and I don't like to pay uh, taxes on my car. The less, the better. Uh, so that's kind of being held up right now because of uh, because of the budget. Were you a big favor uh, in in favor of that, or or do you think that's a good source of revenue for uh, for the state? No, I actually I I, cities. I completely agree with the phasing out the car tax. Um, I know many people who are reluctant to buy a new vehicle because of the taxes they'll have to pay on it as, as you know just for that reason alone so nope I think it's a great thing I think it helps out every every resident in especially in communities like Woonsocket. Um we have a you know pretty high tax rate and so those are the things that I think are important so I definitely agree with speak Mattiello's decision to do that well so do I uh, now your time on the Woonsocket uh, school committee, uh, did that give you an opportunity to assess, and this is something that the state reps and senators have to look at, is uh, the funding formula that uh, the state uses. And, uh, for instance, Winsocket does a lot better than North Smithfield. We get a lot more state aid. But on the other hand, we probably deserve it because of the nature of our schools. Uh, from your point of view, uh, if you get to the General Assembly um, are we getting our fair share? Do we need more, or, um, are, or are we really getting a good deal from the state? Yeah, so, as you know, I mean, the school department's a tough business. It's a really, they do a great job. When I was there on the school committee, I got to see firsthand some of the things that were being done. Technology increases, building maintenance, all these things are very expensive, besides just, you know, salaries of all the teachers who are doing a great job. Um, so... Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you look at the funding formula, I know this year, I think what they got $4 million increase from over last year. So we're at about $68 million of aid now. Um, yeah, it's definitely something that Woonsocket needs when you, when you look at the climate that we're in. So, But do we, um, do we advocate for more? Well, it's kind of one of those things. I mean, more is always an interesting thing. You have to look at what the needs are. You know what I mean? So I would definitely be working with the superintendent and the school committees and, and just listening to what their requirements are and what their needs are and how it all fits together. So, of course, it falls into play with, you know, the municipality has to figure out how they can chip in their share as well. So you have to balance that. Obviously, you don't want to put the whole burden back on the municipalities as well. Economic development, I want to talk a little bit about that for, uh, for a few seconds. I'm uh, puzzled about economic development. When we talk to politicians, whether we talk to a mayor or or people uh, running for council, it they they seem to think that economic development happens from city hall or happens um, um, some other way other than a private developer. Like for instance, Walnut Hill Plaza. Mm-hmm. There's somebody that owns that. They're going to pay taxes to the city of Woonsocket no matter what. Uh, so, so, isn't economic development the function of the owner? It's like you own a piece of rental property. You don't turn to the city and say, I've got um, two uh, empty apartments. Can you guys uh, rent the uh, apartments? No, it's the landlord that's got to find the tenant. So, could you explain your thinking, of, now that you've been in economic development, who, who actually brings in development? Does it, is it a function of the city? Or is it uh, just going to happen with the, the the people who own the property? Yeah, so it's kind of a combination, to be honest with you. So what happens is uh, people from outside the city or outside the state who are looking to come to an area, they typically reach out to City Hall first. We had used to get calls on a regular basis of, hey, you know, we're looking for 10,000 square feet. Do you have, is there anything in the city that's available? So it's kind of a, it's, it's a combination of effort. I mean, of course, the landlords have to be able to, you know, advertise and rent out their own space. But the city will always be involved in, in the avenue where they get inquiries on a regular basis. And so the city's position, I, I believe, should always be that we're here to aid and not, you know, they're not a realtor and they're not trying to, we're not trying to rent stuff out. That wasn't what the goal was when I was there anyway. It was, though, to assist in finding 
it, marrying people together. So when someone calls, we say, we think we know you might want to call this landlord, and then it's up to them to you know figure out the deal at that point. But it's also policy. I mean, you look at things that you try to help and streamline. I'm really big on you know, small businesses. Being a self-business you know, or, or a small business owner, um, it's kind of one of those things where you have to look at starting small businesses isn't easy. It's, it's a very um, difficult thing when you have no idea. When you're getting into it for the first time, you don't know which avenues to take. So the city gets involved with that part of it, and that's economic development. I had tons of people who would come to my office and say, I want to start an XYZ business. How do I do that? And so you're there to kind of help that along as well. So economic development is definitely a function of, of city government. Well, I can buy into uh, the one guy or, or woman who, who has a, a, a little idea maybe for a, for a nail salon calling. But if I'm the director of marketing and development for Ollie's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that the, the, uh, real, estate, um, the real estate developer um, at the Woonsocket Plaza or Walnut Hill Plaza, they're the ones that are going to call me at Ollie's. I'm not going to call Woonsocket <laughs> City Hall. Yeah. And I mean, what, I mean, that's my job to uh, to reach out to them. So right. it, it seems like they would be interacting with each other rather than the city, unless I get it wrong. Yeah, no, it, like I said, it's a, it's a combination of efforts. That happens many times where there's a deal that's done that the city knew nothing about until the, the tenant moves in. But like I said, there's it's a regular effort. I mean, I used to have you know, the Rhode Island Economic Development Corp would call me and say, we have someone looking for X, Y, Z. And again, you're, you're just trying to figure out, because you know the city better than anybody. The, the city knows the, the resources it has or, or the, the, the properties that are available. I mean, there's a huge database that was built um, in the city that you can literally find any commercial property and the data about it in two seconds. So what you're looking for can be sorted and you can find it. So again, it's not like it's a function as a realtor, but you're definitely getting involved with helping people, directing them in the right direction, if you want to bring business to the city. So, so um, I'm looking at Mr. Bono's um, uh, handout card. And uh, because of uh, when I met him, he, he ha- he's interested in transportation. Mm-hmm. All right. uh, that's, an, that's a topic of his. And, and I can see on his, uh, when we get to interview him, we'll, we'll develop that a little bit. Um, so that is uh, one of the key interests he has. Now, what about Steve Lima? Do you have, if you're elected to the Rhode Island General Assembly, uh, is there like uh, an area that you want to put your teeth into and, and uh, say, when I get there, I've got uh, some background in this area, and I'm going to try to make a difference there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the committees that I would look to be on would be corporations, uh, small business, um, environmental and natural resources. Uh, we have a river that I, I have said for years and years that it's just so underutilized, and riverfront property is what draws people. Um, the city of Woonsocket, I think, needs almost like a facelift makeover kind of thing. We're not going to ever be that economic engine of, of an industrial powerhouse like we used to be. But what we can be is we could become more of a tourism-type place. And so, you know, you have to have things that people are attracted to. We have a great bike path. We have the riverfront. We have some other resources we could start to tap into, which then sparks restaurants. You know, so that's the kind of area I think Woonsocket can be uh, redeveloped into more along those lines. We just don't have the landmass that most places have, you know. Could you repeat those um, committees um, besides uh, environmental uh, issues? Oh, yeah. So there's the Corporations Committee. There's um, Municipal Government Committee, Small Business Committee. Those are the things that kind of really is what I, what I, my background is. Uh, there's also a joint committee with the Senate, which is the Economic Development. So obviously I would, I would love to get on that if I could. And then, you know, there's also commissions that you can, you can ask to be on and if you can get lucky enough to be on them like the blackstone valley economic development you know growing tourism uh low to moderate income those are the kind of things that i look at and say you know those are things that i know from my backgrounds well small business really small business uh doesn't get too much attention we always hear about amica and fidelity and uh, cvs and uh, and that's great that we have them here uh, but um, but having uh, somebody take a, an interest in in small business businesses with under fifteen employees or something like that, when you add up all those fifteen employees by the hundreds of them, uh, if not thousands, there are in Rhode Island. Uh, that's a big industrial wheel, right? Oh no, absolutely, and that's that was my whole point. This this whole country is built on small business. I mean, we have giant corporations, but it's really built on the backbone of small business, and so is the city of Woonsocket. When you really look at what we have going here. 
it's lots and lots of small businesses, all one and two, three, five employees. So those are the ones that need the, the assistance and the guidance and the, the regulation reductions if possible. So those are the things that I want to look at and figure out how do we help folks who are here and how do we help folks who want to be here. So looking down at your notes, if you have any, I don't know if you've got any notes in the studio, but is there something that you wanted to talk about that uh, maybe I haven't touched on? Steve Lehmer is right here. He's got a few more words to say. You're on. Yeah, no, I just want everyone to know that, you know, being a lifelong resident, I will absolutely fight at the State House for your best interests. Um, I'm a very honest, sincere guy who uh, has no issue disagreeing, but will do it in a very civil manner. And so I think, like I said, my demeanor has always been to make people work together and not against each other to get things done. Moving it forward. Well, uh, I don't know when you're going to be elected or defeated because I don't think it's going to be on November 3rd. <laughs> the mail ballots will be R- Right, those, those feisty mail ballots out there, uh, we may have to uh, wait a few, mo- few days. So I don't know yeah. if you're nervous about this, but uh, if you are... Um, you're going to bite off a few uh, fingernails more because <laughs> because I don't think we'll have the results of that race that night. Thank you for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. Chatting with uh, Steve Lima. We'll be back in a few moments. Thank you. The Roast House is open seven days a week and our hours are 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're featuring outside dining and inside dining and, of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine or to place an order at the Roast House, call 508-883-7700. And check our menu on the Internet for theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House, Palm Street, Blackstone. We welcome back old and new customers for inside and outside dining. All right, the Roast House is open at 11.30 uh, today. They have a luncheon menu, and they have a regular menu. And if uh, you enjoy your good food, you'll enjoy the um, the great food prepared from the kitchens of the Roast House. I say kitchens because Roast House has a location here in Blackstone, Massachusetts, and another one in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. No matter what the neck of the... I've eaten in Pawtucket a few times, uh, being in that neck of the woods. Uh, so if um, if you're interested in a great meal today, consider the Roast House. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California. In six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and a Moscato. And yes, it's still two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Vineyards of California. Quality wine. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light. 30-pack, $25.50 plus tax. Champs Liquors for Keyway, Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs Liquors now offers in-store shopping. Come on in and browse around. You're welcomed. Social distancing observed at Champs Liquors. And remember, if you have a question, call us at 765-1800 and we'll cheerfully answer any question you have about beer, wine, and liquors. Champs Liquors or Keyway, Woonsocket. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. All right, and uh, before we uh, get to our next segment of uh, the program, we want to remind you that the uh, program Recipe for a New Day, sponsored by General Convenience Stores, uh, has always been heard at uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But last Wednesday was the last time that uh, that program ran at that time. It's moving up to a new time today. Every Wednesday at 9.05. So join us for Recipe of a New Day with uh, Gary McLaughlin, our chef, and Jeff Gamash, our co-host, sponsored by Little General Convenience Stores. Little General Convenience Stores are ready to serve you every day with great locally roasted coffee. Delicious grab-and-goes. Just heat and eat for those on the run, as well as best prices for all your deli meats. Little General Convenience Stores, we're here for you with seven locations throughout the Blackstone Valley. 
Autumn has arrived at Delu Flowers. Check out our hottie mum selection in all colors and sizes. See our fall perennials and newly arrived indoor hangers. Dish gardens, too. Every day, fresh flower arrangements and cut flowers. Native produce delivered daily. Cubics brand pellets for heating this winter. Available by the bag or the ton. And we also carry quality washable face masks. Outdoor fall decorations of hay, straw, gourds, and pumpkins arriving next week. Be loose flowers and more. 665 Diamond Hill Road, Woonsocket. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to uh, the Upfront program. So, uh, let's see, the clock went to uh, 18 minutes with uh, Mr. Uh, Steve Lima. So, we're going to uh, do that, too, with uh, Vin Bono, who's in studio. We'll turn his microphone on, make sure we get a good read there. Good morning, Vin. Hey, good morning, Roger. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure to have you uh, here in the studio. And we'll be uh, chatting about um, District 49, as we mentioned to our uh, audience. If you're just tuning in, we have the two candidates who are running for the only state office that's being contested uh, here in the Woonsocket area. It's pretty easy going for uh, Melissa Murray from uh, Woonsocket North Smithfield Senator. No opponent. Uh, Roger Pickard, uh, Woonsocket uh, Cumberland Senator. No opponent. Uh, Representative Steve Casey, Woonsocket Representative. No opponent. And Representative Bob Phillips. No opponent. Uh, And I think that if Mike Morin decided to run again, Probably Vin Bono and um, Steve Lima probably would not have come forward. I'm, I, I, I didn't ask Steve that. I won't ask uh, Vin that. But he didn't uh, decide to run. And so we've got these two opponents. And we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit with um, Vin Bono right now. So um, I asked uh, the, the other guy a little bit about um, biographical uh, background. And uh, have you ever uh, done political uh, office before? Is this the first for you, uh, Vin? Yeah, this is the first time I've run for a uh, for a uh, an elected office. Mm-hmm. So how how do you how do you train yourself or educate yourself on how to run for an uh, elected office? <laughs> do you do it on the internet? How do I uh, get elected? There's a uh, I think there's a. a um, elections for Dummies book, but uh, no, I, um, I've been very fortunate to have uh, a good relationship with a number of elected officials uh, since I uh, came to Woonsocket and also previously uh, when I lived up in Boston. Um, my, uh, my campaign manager is Melissa Murray, and she's been a, uh, not just a, uh, a, a great elected official for Woonsocket, but also uh, for, for me a great mentor and, uh, and a, a source of uh, great knowledge, and uh, she flogs me to do the right thing. Well, she knows how to win elections uh, because she's done that herself. So um, that's always a good start. Uh, what we're going to do uh, with the fir- a good start here is we're going to work from your uh, campaign brochure so that at least we cover the things that you definitely want to uh, have the audience know about. And then we'll, uh, we'll backtrack on a few of the issues. Uh, we'll talk about the Winsocket School Department. I think you have uh, some good things to say about that and so forth. So anyway, um, let's uh, let's look at this brochure here. Um, has this uh, something that you've mailed out uh, to people that says bono for winsocket.com? Uh, yes, that is uh, a mailer, and that uh, should be hitting my district this week. All right. First thing it talks about is um, ensuring state fairly compensates Winsocket for education. So why don't you check, uh, chat a little bit about that? Sure. So um, when I moved to Woonsocket, I enrolled my uh, my daughters. Um, they're 11 and 9 now, um, but they were uh, three years younger when I when I enrolled them in school here. Um, and I enrolled them in Woonsocket uh, Public Schools. I'm a fan of public schools. And um, when uh, the so they, they attend the Harris Public School, the uh, I got you know got involved with the uh, with the teachers and you know helping out after school and things. And the principal invited me to be on the community advisory board. Um, to help Harris because they were one of the uh, the two star less rated um, schools in in Rhode Island, and uh, serving on the, the advisory board, I realized that uh, no matter how we danced around it, uh, a lot of the issues that um, we were having came back to funding, and uh, you know so I dug in and uh, I'm, a, I'm a numbers guy, I'm an industrial engineer by training, and uh, discovered that Woonsocket has um, as a, one example, we have some of the highest 
uh, number of classroom population, but the you know the lowest number of teachers. So we have the, the biggest divergency in student to teacher ratio. So I dug in further and I found that that um, Woonsocket has just about the lowest uh, per student uh, spending uh, in the state. Um, and so dig further, and you find out that we actually receive about nine percent less um, on average on a per on a per student basis than the other municipalities in the state. So. Uh, so I'm very concerned about that. Um, the state allocates the money on, based on something called a fair funding formula, which is, uh, and again, and I'm an engineer. This is a very arcane and involved formula, um, and some of them are uh, at the discretion and at the recommendation. Uh, a lot of words in there. Um, so, uh, and it's, it's basically, it's not fair to Woonsocket. It doesn't make a lot of sense uh, when you compare us to other urban areas in, in the state. So that's a, it's a big um, that's that's a big issue for me, so I'm hoping to uh, to change that. So I get the impression that if elected to the general assembly, um, you would uh, try to get on a committee uh, that uh, would have would have to do with uh, how state funds are allocated to school districts. Correct. I would love to be on the uh, the health and education mm-hmm. committee. I mean, I'm sure everyone wants to be on the finance committee, but that's not something you're typically appointed uh, right away. <laughs> Now, you talk to representatives from other uh, communities, as we have here, state reps, um, like, um, I'm not going to say Mr. Newberry told me this from North Smithfield, but um, their impression is that Winsaka gets a lot of money because um, um, we do get a lot of money from the state. But I guess uh, what happens is that when you divide what we get from the state, um, which is uh, almost like 80% of um, the money that uh, goes into Winsocket schools is state money, the other 20 coming from uh, the city. Uh, when you divide that by the number of students and the needs of the students, they, that pulls down the amount of money per student uh, quite a bit. Right. There's an old saying that the devil's in the details. And uh, far be it for me to, to gain St. Brian Newbery. He's, he's a good guy, and I consider him a close friend. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, when you when you look at the demographic in Socket and the fact that we consistently hit our affordable housing goals, and uh, that attracts people who uh, who want to live inexpensively to the to the city, and in terms of performance, Socket Education Department is actually not a bad performing school. My my daughter moved here with an IEP, which just means she's special needs, and uh, she was two reading and math levels behind, and uh, she's now um, three reading levels ahead and on par for math. So. I think we provide a good product, but um, you know when you when you have a a community that's set up to attract families because you know where do you move when you have a family you move where you can afford, and uh, so that that does pull down the uh, the per student spending. Um. Vincent Bono is with us. He's running for state representative, and uh, we're uh, looking at his uh, brochure. We covered item number one. Item number two says we'll fight for pandemic relief. Uh, and then you um, reference small businesses and talk about introducing legislation. So what is that about? So, um, and as my, uh, my, um, my opponent referenced himself, you know, small businesses are, are the backbone of, a, of American business. It's, uh, you know, a little, over, um, a little over a third of the American jobs are produced by small businesses. Um, in, in terms of business friendly and you look at these these uh these national polls and surveys and you got to take them with a grain of salt but uh uh nbc rated rhode island in the top 10 for business friendly states uh two years in a row on the other hand if you look at the uh how it's rated for small businesses forbes and newsweek rated rhode island as graded them as an f graded us as an f for small business friendliness. So I think we do a great job of encouraging companies like uh, CVS to stay and grow here or Hasbro um, uh, or Amica, but we tend to forget that it's very hard to start a small business and there are, there are a lot of regulations and hoops that you have to run through and it's, it's not always great for the, you know, the little guy that wants to start a less than, you know, less than 20 person business. All right. So, um, what committee uh, would you like to uh, to get on uh, would uh, to uh, maybe carry the thought this um, relief for small businesses uh, uh, the small business committee yeah all right and that's um, one of the um, that's probably one of the easier ones to get appointed to you know getting appointed to house finance and the real um, the real ones that uh, usually people who have been there for a while get appointed to um, 
uh, you might get a shot at that first time around. Well, I'll tell you something, and that's a shame. Um, because that should be the committee that everyone's fighting to be on. Mm-hmm. And those, uh, no, no one should want to work through the budget. <laughs> not that it's not important. Um, I don't want to imply that at all. But uh, people should be fighting to protect and encourage small business. All right. Let's go to uh, item number three on your, uh, on your literature. It says, we'll advocate on behalf of Woonsocket to increase access to public transportation. And, of course, that's been one of your uh, subjects of interest. So uh, what are you going to do there? Well, number one, um, Woonsocket, so the state publishes something called its statewide transportation plan. And Woonsocket is consistently left out or not, or as a footnote to that. It's they're generally a 10-year plan. And the reason those are important um, is because that, def- that defines how the federal government looks at federal dollars that are given to the state can be spent. So if you're not in the plan and say Woonsocket wanted to go build a bridge without state help, just wanted to apply for federal funds. If you're not in the statewide transportation plan, the Fed typically won't even consider the project. Even if the state turned around and said, hey, we want to add three more Ripta lines or a light rail to northern Rhode Island, if it's not in the statewide transportation plan, um, you score much lower in grant application at the federal level. And then it simply just speaks to the attention that the state house gives northern Rhode Island as a whole and Woonsocket in particular. Uh, transportation-wise, which is not a lot. So you get elected to uh, your representative seat. Um, how do you um, interact with the state um, in terms of transportation issues? Um, what committee would you like to sit on, or or do you just go to the Department of Transportation directly and sit down with the DOT director? Well, you can do that, um, and I, as Bob Phillips can tell you, sometimes that doesn't work, because Bob has been there on my behalf a number of times. Um, but uh, it's, it's typically um, done through the budget and through attending the, you know, the committee hearings. And when the, uh, you know, when the DOT comes forward and says, you know, we have a budget, uh, anyone can, can ask questions. And uh, so I'd be, you know, questioning why is it more of the funding directed towards Northern Rhode Island? Why are we always seem to be waiting for federal funds? It seems like when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Woonsocket and uh, you know, again, Northern Rhode Island, but Woonsocket in particular, unless there's a uh, unless there's federal dollars available, it's not even considered. There's plenty of state pro- purely state funded projects that could happen, so I would approach it that way. One of our listeners asking uh, you to at least comment on your dispute with the state about the uh, train station. Do you have any uh, anything you want to say uh, about that? Uh, I'm not going to comment on ongoing disputes, but uh, I am certain it will be resolved in the next 30 days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, uh, listener, for your comment. Um, Vin Bono is with us. He is running for state representative, and uh, that is one-third of the city of Woonsocket. And uh, so you have these cards out. Um, are you... Uh, how how you getting uh, elected here are you uh, doing it through um through social uh, media are you doing it through mailers uh, what's uh, the the vin i was driving by uh social street at the castle the other day i i saw you having a big um big celebration out there um to uh promote your candidacy so tell us about how this campaign is going so uh it's the the, the typical campaign process i mean more of it's on social media and email than uh, probably before um i've been knocking on doors but i have to be honest um other than taking uh you know the uh, social distancing and covid protection precautions you know wearing a mask staying six feet away fed a uh, i don't think it's been very much different than any other campaign season um less people are home um but uh yeah we had a great turnout at the castle we we weren't very dense. Uh, we had to space things out, and we did it outside. Um, but in, in reality, I don't think we were going to attract uh, a thousand people anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it's the typical process. I, I talk to a lot of people, and uh, just going to do my my normal, uh, friendly talk to everyone and see what they have to say. This general assembly not in session right now, um, and looks like we're waiting until after the um, after the election. Uh, to determine a state uh, budget, have you been comfortable uh, with that? Uh, I know it's a, it's at the um, discretion of leadership. So um, people like Casey or Morin or or Phillips, there's not really much they can do because they're not leadership. But um, um, as a citizen, how do you feel about state government really not functioning right now? Well, so the the budget's a tough one, right? 
so the state government is functioning and it's moving on. And, uh, you know, the, the typical wheels that the, you know, the administration and the bureaucracy that, that provide the functions, I, I don't know that it's functioning at 100%. Um, I'm having my own, my own troubles with trying to get an appointment with the DMV. But, um, you know, I, if they could meet safely, I would be much more, uh, I'd be much happier if they could meet to go over the budget uh, before the election. Um, but, uh, but that's, you know, not looking like it's going to happen. They've had a couple of spikes in uh, COVID infections at the, at the state house. And, you know, we can't, we can't ask people to go, go sit there and get sick. Um, and, uh, but on the other hand, you know, I think we've had some time and it would have been nice to have seen some, uh, some provision for a remote meeting to, to deal with these things. And that would have been, would have been, uh, I would have been happy to see that. Yes. And we didn't see much of that, um, uh, during this, um, uh, shall we say, uh, spring and summer season. Uh, there was hardly any, uh, any activity. All right. Uh, so when you meet somebody who, uh, who you don't know, uh, what do you say, uh, especially if they live in, in District 49 and they're a, a potential voter, what do you say in a, in a minute or so to them uh, to uh, sway, sway them over? There's two people. There's not ten people on the ballot. It's you or Lima uh, to, to vote for. So why are you the better candidate? Why should I, I vote for you? Well, I, uh, I'm not a lifelong Winsocketer, but I did move here. Um, and I picked Winsocket to live in. I had a couple of choices when I decided to uh, relocate. And I, uh, I, you know, I like the city. I like the people. Um, as an outsider, I kind of have seen how things are done in other places, but see what Woonsocket has to offer. I, I've never, uh, I don't, I lived in a, I want to say a small neighborhood and one of the smaller neighborhoods in Boston had 40,000 people, but, uh, there was still not the sense of community that I see in Woonsocket, you know, even across, uh, racial and, uh, economic lines, you know, it's a good place. So I'm, I'm happy to have picked here and, uh, I am, I am not, um, I'm running as an independent, so I'm running for Woonsocket. And my, my concerns in Woonsocket first and foremost in the state of Rhode Island, you know, behind that. So I'm just, uh, I'm here for you and I'm going to fight for you for Woonsocket. How do you feel about not knowing uh, your uh, election results uh, the night of election day? Uh, because I don't think, even with a small vote count, you know, because we're doing a third of the, you know, we have a mayoral election. That's all the, the citywide. But uh, basically, uh, we've got about one third of the vote um, to cover here in this uh, election, but still, I'm not sure. Even as a broadcaster, we'll be able to say that that um, Vincent Bono won the election or lost the election on election night. To uh, to paraphrase a famous statement, uh, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it'll just drag the anxiety out a little. <laughs> and uh, who who doesn't like a like a a ten day cliffhanger? <laughs> yeah, right. And it might be as lo- that long. All right. Uh, any final word before we uh, end our uh, interview this morning? Uh, no, other than uh, my name is Vincent Bono. I'm running for the uh, state rep uh, seat in District 49. I am uh, hoping to earn your vote, and when I'm when I'm elected, I will work very hard for Woonsocket. All right. Well, thank you. Well, we've uh, done our uh, 18 minutes, and uh, we'll uh, catch up with a few ads and then uh, finalize. Thank you for being with us, Vin. Thank you again, Roger. Bye bye. The little red truck is at your service. We are A and R Trailer Rentals in Woonsocket. We're a company that has those forty-five foot storage trailers for rent or lease, and twenty-foot ground level containers are also available. And we offer leasing with the option to buy. We specialize in household and commercial storage for the public. So if you're looking for a place to store household items while remodeling or renovating, then look no further. We have your temp. Storage needs available for a fraction of the cost of those storage facilities. And if you're looking to store seasonal items like uh, snowmobiles or jet skis, we have the perfect solution. Call Al Gagnon at 766-1919. Need temporary storage? With the little red truck, give us a call. And for your lawn and garden, we can deliver Wright's Farm cow manure, or you can select from an organic mix, which is a lab tested by the University of Maine for your lawn and garden, with also gravel, sand, clay, stone dust, and mulch available, delivered right to your property. Al Gagnon's Little Red Truck will bring it to you, and here is his number for rates and more information, 766-1919, 766-1919. 
Savini's Pomodoro Restaurant is open for inside and outside dining, too. And you can enjoy our famous and very popular Sicilian-style pizza, clam cakes and chowder, fish and chips, fried clam sandwiches, and our full Italian specialties, too. And you can always order takeout, taking reservations for indoor and outdoor service at 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro, Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Sunday. And yes, we always have family-style chicken. Open at 4 o'clock this afternoon, we have Savini's Pomodoro, Italian kitchen and bar. All right, so uh, you've uh, heard the two candidates. And um, so uh, it's interesting for me because I'm in that district. So uh, I've got to choose uh, one over the other. And um, I think uh, after listening to uh, the two uh, two gentlemen that have uh, come in that I... I think I, I can make up my mind as to uh, who I want to vote for uh, because, um, you know, one uh, said better things to me than than the other. I'm just not saying which one it is. Good morning, Mr. Gamash. Good morning. Well, I'll tell you, two soft-spoken gentlemen, mm-hmm. that's for sure. But uh, I assure you they both are capable of retrieving their bark if needed I'm sure at the floor of the General Assembly, but uh, very, uh, very uh, gentlemanly past hour here in WNRI studio. Yes, extremely uh, uh, quiet uh, uh, exchange. Now, this was formatted a lot different than uh, maybe uh, what you're formatting uh, in October, because we will uh, be um, we will be looking at the. Um, the mayoral candidates, right? And uh, that's yes. coming up sooner than later. And I'll put out another call, uh, as I have in years past. I used to use the firing line platform to call for citizens of Woonsocket who maybe have a topic or question that you would like discussed or posed at a mayoral forum. Send me an email. I've done it in the past, and it leads me to cover good topics of citizen interest. Um, I think this year I mentioned we're going to hijack, if you don't mind, you're up front at the WNRI.com account. So if you have a question or topic that you would like to be presented at the mayoral forum October 21st, send me an email up front at WNRI.com and uh, we look at the uh, top categories and questions and, and we format it that way. So we, so we have a date and we have a time and we have the candidates. We still will uh, haven't uh, announced the location, but it will Correct. not be a public uh, public um, meeting because. Um, we'll, but we will be broadcasting it, televising it, all that stuff. But um, correct, it'll be the twenty first, seven p.m. But I mean, obviously, coronavirus restrictions are probably only going to get broader as we move forward in time. Not not get more relaxed. So, yeah, uh, the public attendance. We got to keep the people in the room, whatever room we're going to be in, down. We want to make sure we're COVID compliant, safe and sound, and uh, we'll bring you the information. We'll also have it archived on WNRI.com once it is completed. See you tomorrow on the Upfront program with Chris Boulay. Bye-bye, everybody. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular public affairs presentation of News Talk 1380, WNRI Woonsocket.